0: To discuss minute 100 of The Lost World. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Celebration. 100 episodes.
1: Celebration
0: time, come on. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> speak our 90s music. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I suppose um, we're here, episode 100. There's only, there's only about four weeks left of uh, minutes for us to record. Uh, there might be one or two bonus shows in between or towards the end of that. Depending on what happens with life, but we'll be we'll be only a couple of months away from Fallen Kingdom by that time, so we'll definitely be around long enough to see that and discuss that on the show mm-hmm. when we when we get there and uh, whatever the future is going to hold after that. But uh, I suppose just a big thank you to everyone that stayed with us for the hundred episodes, and uh, we haven't got a lot more to go. No,
1: but that does make me sad a little bit. I, I enjoyed this.
0: I did. Well, we're already sad because the best part of the film's over. We've left the village.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, briefly getting into some news and things that may make us even more sad. Uh, Jurassic, there's been an article come up with um, Jurassic Park's new 4K Blu-ray release uh, mentioning that it's taking scans from the original cinema negative, which I'm sure would excite some Jurassic Park fans. We've got a digital copy of the 35mm print um, mm-hmm. that looks fantastic, and I suppose being able to play yeah. that elsewhere than apart from the computer would be great, but uh, unfortunately it just sort of relates to Jurassic Park and the 4K restoration there and not uh, the other films in the franchise.
1: Which honestly does disappoint because, um, I mean, we know that the Lost Worlds uh, 35, full 35mm 35 uh, do exist out there. You've seen the eBay sales and... It's just sad that we'll never, or probably never, I won't never say never. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: We'll probably won't, we are very unlikely to get a um, same treatment. People just don't like, uh, or at least Universal assumes that people just don't like The um, Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 as much as they like Jurassic Park and Jurassic World.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, that's it. They like they like saying in the... In the interview here they'd love talking about all four Jurassic Park movies but considering one of them isn't a Jurassic Park movie it's a Jurassic World movie and apparently the 4k or the blu-ray version that is already not as good as what it was seen in in the cinemas but um
1: well the the first blu-ray from 2011 was it wasn't 4k but nor did they remove the grain from it so you got this. You ended up getting this really grainy, off-color movie. Yeah. And because it uh, took away the original filter, they used the DVD transfer and just kind of cleaned it up a bit. But the um, 3D, the 3D release did remove the grain, but then they added these filters to try to mimic the original color timing, and it just did not work. Sky turned uh, pink and stuff like that. And then of course they to make it, uh, passable for, um, for modern theater screens. They trimmed the top and the bottom of the movie off. So, uh, you're getting a You're going to, you're not getting the full 35 millimeter experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So time will tell. It's release dates, May 22nd, which again, I loved with this and the, um, new story we talked about on Tuesday with the, uh, Jurassic, the Jurassic um, thing at Universal and the RV, and that being there, how that's a May event as well. Just two two events here in May, which is more in line with the Lost World anniversary, not Jurassic Park. But it's going to be fifty dollars on Amazon. Um, looking at the bonus features, all the bonus features are stuff we've already seen that's on disc before. There's nothing new that's been announced. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that that fifty dollars of Amazon pre-order. Sorry. RRP is going to be 80 bucks, so... US, so... That's something I'll dec- definitely be picking up, and I hope that, um... Yeah, I hope The Lost World's got a better... A better look to it on there as well, but... Well, not not a better look, a different look. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind the film being that darker grain and that... As the film itself, yeah. but... To get screen caps and that, I'd, I'd love a crystal clear. <laughs> crystal clear. <laughs> all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. The only reason I won't be picking it up is because I don't have a 4K tape player and I don't have a 4K TV.
0: Well, yeah. So, (laughs) there's that.
1: It really won't be useful to me, you know?
0: Yeah, well, there's that. I don't know. I'll I'll probably try and look at upgrading my computer and getting a 4K player put in that and hope. No, even then, you've still got to get a new monitor anyway, so you're screwed whichever way you go. (laughs) Money. Damn it. That's alright. We'll find someone that's got it and go around to their place. <laughs> uh, ready to get into minute 100? Yep. Radio. As we enter minute 99 of the Lost World, Ludlow had been called into the office spot engine harbour master and shown the SS Venture arriving early and seemingly out of control. As we open on minute 100, the security guard escorts Ian and Sarah onto the dock to the waiting crowd. At 99 minutes and 11 seconds, a noise can be heard and the entire crowd stops what they're doing and starts looking out over the ocean as the sound of the ship grows louder. Inside the officers, two men are still on the radios trying to contact the boat. At 99 minutes and 25 seconds, we cut back to the crowd of people as Ian and Sarah walk through them. Sarah asks, what's everyone looking at? Ian stops and listens and hears the boat and replies, we should have stayed in the damn car. Inside the offices employees start to slowly stand as the noise of the boat grows louder. We get a pan across to Peter Ludlow as he looks down at the monitor and sees the transponder signal of the Venture getting closer and closer. He looks up and realises what's going on. At 99 minutes and 45 seconds he slowly turns and walks out of the office alone. At 99 minutes and 55 seconds as he walks out onto the dock he looks out towards the ocean as the SS Venture comes into view, first lit by its own lights and by the lights on the dock everyone screams in panic and runs and this ends minute 100 of the Lost World As in last minute Harbour Masters is doing his best on the radio to try and contact the SS Venture um, they're approaching the breakwa- uh, breakwater at flank speed uh, reduce it once in the script he's screaming across the radio saying that they're approaching at 26 knots and to reverse engines immediately as I said last minute, 26 knots is about 48 kilometers per hour or 30 miles per hour. So, it's not very fast, but I suppose a big ship like that coming <clears throat> straight into the going to
1: do some damage. Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen videos where cruise ships come in, and all they do is bump the dock, and the entire and the concrete just crumbles like a styrofoam.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or it could be speed two cruise control, and you take out an entire town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, somehow the boat just keeps on sliding on that dirt. But anyway. But it's also here on the monitor that I noticed for the first time with the the little blue dot Ven of oh, Ven fifty eight eighty eight. It actually says twenty six K on there, which yeah. obviously it's travelling at twenty six knots and a heading of hundred and ninety two. I think it's mm-hmm. one ninety two or something, but yeah, I'd never I'd never put that I thought that was just a code num code number or something and not its actual speed. It's not now yeah. after reading the shooting script that um yeah, that 26 is 26 knots.
1: In fact, there's also pinpoints for two larger ships. Ships OFC 533 that's going that's not going anywhere. It's kind of just sitting out there. And then EXT, I can't quite read the number. 13, uh, going 13 knots. And it's just, uh, I can't tell if it's coming or going. And then of course there's three smaller boats that I
0: can't read. Yeah, because I think there's <laughs> one inside the actual harbour too. In yeah. Probably yeah. I mean, they're probably civilian,
1: smaller civilian boats.
0: You know. Yeah. Well, that large one, if it's doing zero knots, it's probably anchored up there or something. Hmm. Um, uh, this whole thing I just said in the last minute about its location. Um. <laughs> um <Sorry>. But yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Um. But yeah, they're not. The boats not listing, and uh, we cut to the security guard leading Ian and Sarah up over that weird, weird vehicle ramp and onto the dock, and then we cut to a group of engine workers that are sitting there talking amongst themselves, and they suddenly stop and turn towards the water as the sound of the approaching ship can start to be heard, just that droning of the engines. Um, which is interesting, they can hear it from this far away, yet once it crashes, the engines just seem to stop. <laughs> maybe, the, uh, maybe the autopilot detects that they're no longer in the water. <laughs> they're airborne, but... Uh... <laughs> the, the camera slowly pans across the crowd as the ship draws close and you sort of everyone's starting to take notice now and um, look out obviously over the water and we cut back inside the offices the harbour masters and a, a second man are both on separate radios telling the SS Venture to reduce speed at once and um, we get Ludlow slowly, slowly look up and open his mouth as he realises what's going on mm-hmm. and uh, cut back to Ian and Sarah as they made their way to the front of the crowd and um, Sarah's like, well, what's everyone looking at? And then realising realizes what's wrong and says, we should have stayed in the damn car, which um, a great little line. I love that bit. Uh, and yeah, of
1: course, we get a shot back into the harbor, uh, the dock, uh, the, what was that, what would that be called?
0: The... I would say an office, it's like an office yeah, or no, something. Yeah, office,
1: okay, I'll go with that. There's a special name for those kind of boat offices, too. Yeah. Like Pork House or something like that, I don't know, I can't remember. Yeah. But we get, uh, pan across everybody realizing what the hell is going on. Mm. And a, I'm not sure if she's an officer or what she is, but a woman called Gomez here stands up in front of a, um, map of Southern California and you can see San Diego highlighted.
0: Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well that's it, we sort of get, we're back inside the inside there and she stands, a couple other um, employees stand as well, and um, and then we pan across to Ludlow's face who's looking down at the monitor again, and um, we see that dot moving closer and closer, <laughs> uh, there's, a re- there's, a, there's a reason they can hear it out the window, but um, then we get the biggest dick move in the Jurassic history sort of realises what's wrong and turns and slowly walks out of the office. Not mm-hmm. warning anyone, not saying, hey, we better get out of here. I don't know why it didn't click with anyone else, especially the uh, the two guys on the radio that are looking at the monitor and seeing that dot getting closer and drawing a line straight on him. But uh, no, he turns and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as he
1: yes, I'm going home <laughs> yep yeah.
0: uh, as he walks out on the dock he looks past the crowd and we get our first side of the ship and I just love here how it sort of emerges you get the lights coming through the fog to start with um mm-hmm. and then it gets so close as to you can see the uh the name painted up painted up on the bow of the ship and then we um then we cut first to the crowd of people there turning and running and um Ian and Sarah turn, and start to run, and um, seemingly being able to run away after the ship's already on them. Mm-hmm. And I just love here as they go go to turn to run. There's two VIPs are seen. They just watch them run past. Like, what are you? Where are you two going? <laughs> it's like, weren't <laughs> you all just watching <laughs> watching out over the ocean? And you should see that the ship's coming and mm-hmm. run away, run away. But that's uh, that's where the minute ends. But um, just before we get the devastation. But anything else on that you want to talk about before we get into the shooting script?
1: No, I think we're good.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, there's not really much to talk about in this minute, honestly.
0: No, no. no, Maybe more on... Ludlow just not getting... Like, saving himself and getting out of there, but even then, it's sort of incredibly last minute. He's right at the edge of the dock there with a lot of other people that seemingly make it um, and can outrun the ship coming at him because... In the next minute, when that ship collides, as we said before, it's all miniature, so there's no people on the dock at all <laughs> as it's filmed. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I would have thought people would be more intelligent to realise what was happening on, to save themselves instead of staying in there for the last, until the last moment. But, um, looking over at the shooting script briefly, uh, they could, they try to radio the ship much like we see in the film, but there's a cut in between the radio calls, we actually cut. Um, just to a shot out at night across the water and hearing a large bang and a crash, um, meant to imply the ship's just ploughed through a smaller vessel. And um, as the harbour master continues to try to radiate a ship, he says to him, you're entering the dock area at 26 knots, make your engines full reverse, I repeat, you are entering, and then trails off as he looks out the window to see the ship um, approaching as it's coming out, uh, coming out of the shadows, out of the fog. Um, mm-hmm. But they see it a lot, it's a lot further out when they see it, it's not as close as we see in the film but again the crowd panics and flees and and at this point too it's also Ian and Sarah in the, in the shed or in the shack it's described as with the harbour master and Ludlow when the ship appears didn't mention it last minute when um when in the film Ludlow sees Sarah and Ian at the gate and tells the security guard to let him in in the um, shooting script that gates a lot closer to where the shack is and um when he sees him, he tells the guard, the guard's actually the one at the gate who's locking him out, he tells them to let him in. Mm-hmm. And then, um... I'll just try... I'll just gotta go back and find it now. Yeah, because as, um, as he approaches the office, he sees Ian and Sarah arrive at the gate, but the guard tells them it's private property. Then, in the shooting script, it must be a lot closer to what we've seen in the film, because Lolo tells the guard it's okay to let him in. And then says to Ian and Sarah, it's alright, I invited... Or says to the guard, it's alright, I invited him, which... Again, a little bit different that Ludlow invited him to the event and not them trying to get in on their mm-hmm. own here in the film. But, um, uh, he then says to Ian and, Ian and Sarah, the loyal opposition, eh? Come on, Ian. I was hoping you'd want to come and see this. And, um, and that's when they follow him into the Harbour Master's shack, along with uh, Ludlow and the Harbour Master. So, yeah, at this point, they're all in the, in the shack together as the boat's, um, coming at them. But, um, That's all I've got on episode 100, or minute 100. Anything else you want to put in before we leave for the day?
1: Um, no, I think we're good. All right. Fortunately, a much shorter minute.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. Feedback to the Minutes at gmail.com, Facebook The Lost World Minutes, Twitter at the Lost World Minutes, and Instagram The Lost World Minutes. Easy to remember. Yeah, yep, yeah, very easy to remember. Right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later.
1: Goodbye. Talk to you later.
0: Bye. It is
1: absolutely imperative